Well, hello everybody. What's going on? Big Mouth, Small Word Sports Talk here. When we last spoke, I told you guys my predictions for the AFC. I told you my predictions for the NFC. I got some right. I got some wrong. Well, there's no real way to know yet. It was only week one, so let's not overreact. But I thought maybe I should throw up some week one notes. I'm thinking I'm going to do this every week. Hopefully, if I have the time, I'm working a double today, so I'm short on time here, but we'll get through it. We'll get this going. So, yeah, every week I'm going to be putting on whether I think we'll just recap everything. Let's get into it. So the AFC East, wow, man, we'll start out with the Buffalo Bills. Whew, the Buffalo Bills. I told you they were going to be awful, and it looks like I'm right. Um, Bills coach Sean McDermott said after Sunday's 47-3 loss to the Baltimore Ravens that they're going to have to look at the tape. There's no reason to look at the tape. You were absolutely horrible. You, It was everything I said, but worse. Um, they stacked the box. They dared them to run the ball. When they did run the ball, they couldn't do it. Then they made, tried to make a bunch of throws. Nathan Peterman was the worst. Then they put in Josh Allen in the third quarter. He goes 5 for 18 passing with 24 yards and two picks. All in all, Buffalo was just the worst. But they are exactly where I thought they would be. They're 0-1. That's it for Buffalo. Hopefully, yeah, bad, real bad. And you got the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Okay, so Ryan Tannehill, he returns to real action for the first time in 637 days. And guess what? It was a success. I had said before about the Tennessee Titans that I didn't think that they were going to be who everybody else thought they were going to be. Maybe I told you all so. Now that Tannehill is back in rhythm, it could mean good things for the Dolphins, man. I mean... Kenny Stills went off. I don't know. I mean, I think it was a little bit that the Titans are overhyped. I mean, and a little bit that that Miami really wanted it. I don't know. The game lasted like eight hours. It was the worst. I don't know. Good for the Dolphins. 1-0 for the Dolphins. New England Patriots. This one. I actually wrote something for this one. So the Patriots pass rush went off against the Texans offensive line, which had Watson running for his life most of the game. We recorded three sacks and 12 QB hits while forcing a fumble. I don't know, man. Like, I want to say that I'm impressed with the win. I was definitely impressed with Philip Dorsett. Seven catches, 66 yards, a touchdown. That's huge. The defense looked good. Special teams, I don't know, man. Special teams sucked. I'm not going to lie to you. Matthew Slater, all of those guys, which usually is a huge strength for us, not very good. Also, another note for this is uh, the Texans, when they started with the ball from Gostowski kicking it, like most years we kick it over and he knows how to hit in that sweet spot from where the five-yard line is to the end zone. We were kicking it to them there, and they were getting to the 35. They had an average starting position of the 35-yard line. That can't happen. If Deshaun Watson didn't have his head in his ass the whole game and he wasn't so gun-shy, I saw DeAndre Hopkins 
losing his mind on at least six plays where he was wide open. I know everybody's on Gilmore's dick right now, and you know what? He deserves it a little bit. But he also got burned a lot, and they just didn't make him pay for it. So Patriots 1-0, going to have to be better against Jacksonville, especially on the road. But, I mean, all in all, good win. But they, they just got to – listen, man, they got to figure it out and get it going a little more. Um, the New York Jets? Jesus. The New York Jets are 1-0, by the way. They're 1-0, the Jets. Sam Darnold starts the game, and he throws a pick six, and I'm like, pretty much. I I mean, I knew Sam Darnold was going to be good, like, overall for the year, but I was like, all right, he's on the road. He's starting. He's going to get smashed. Not so much. I thought he controlled the whole game. I thought he made it happen. I thought he played great. In all honesty, I I really thought Sam Darnold, and I've said in prior podcasts, I thought the Browns should have taken him at one overall, and man, now I really think they should have. He looks to be very good. It's only week one. I'm not trying to overhype him, but uh, on the road, I mean, he made some good throws, and that Jets defense looked phenomenal. I don't know if that was because Stafford was so bad. (sighs) Time will tell, but the Jets D looked really good. 1-0, impressive victory for the Jets. On to the AFC North my other favorite division. We'll start with the Ravens here. So they won 47 to three. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just talked about the bills. Uh, I don't know how much credit to give the Ravens because the bills are so bad. I mean, 47 points. You have to give them some credit. Joe Flacco actually threw three freaking touchdowns, which he hasn't done in forever. I think in, I think he hasn't done that since 2016. So, I mean, part of that is that he's got a bunch of new weapons, as we've talked about before. You know, he's got Crabtree. He's got John Brown. He's got Willie Sneed. And guess what? He found all of them. The defense, which everyone's saying is fantastic, did great against the Bills. They're playing the Bengals next week. I am definitely looking forward to seeing how they do against the Bengals' offense. But, um... 1-0 for the Ravens. That was kind of expected facing a weak team. Really good. I mean, I'll give them a decent performance for that. On to the Bengals. The Bengals. The Bengals. All right. Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are going to have some growing pains as they work. They've got the youngest roster in the NFL. The linebackers weren't fantastic, although Preston Brown got a pick in the first drive. I got to say real quick. So... The first drive of the game went as bad as it could. Andy Dalton throws a duck, and they pick it off. But I got to give Dalton a lot of credit because he makes the saving tackle at, like, the six-yard line. If he doesn't tackle him at 7-0 Colts, they might start rolling. Dalton makes the tackle. Preston Brown gets the pick. We get the ball back at 0-0. That was such a big play in terms of how the game was going to, like, come to fruition at the end. And I, I thought that was huge. So, anyway... The linebackers weren't amazing other than that pick. They need perfect. He's out, so it's fine. The defensive line rotation wasn't amazing, but that was mostly because Andrew Luck was doing so well with the quick passing game. He was really slinging it short, and it was really screwing us. It, it forced us to not be as good. That's our. That's what we do. Geno Atkins, Carl Lawson, we're, we're good at rushing the passer, so quick throws is huge. I mean, the Bengals D still got theirs, and I feel like they're going to all season. 
We got an INT. We got two sacks. We forced a turnover at the end to seal the deal for the win. I mean, the offense looks good. It's only going to get better. Ross gets a touchdown. A.J. Green gets a touchdown. Mixon looked fantastic. Mixon was the star of the show, no doubt. And uh, I'll see you Thursday, Ravens. I think we're going to slap you right in the teeth. I don't. I think you're overhyped. I mean, we'll see. But um, suck it, Ravens. Anyway, the Browns. God damn it, the Browns. The freaking Browns. Like, why? Why are you the way you are, Browns? Tyrod Taylor says the season opening tie is a sour feeling. Is it a sour feeling, Tyrod? Oh, I'm sorry. Your name is Tyrod, which you didn't correct that this whole time. No one knew your name was Tyrod. Well, guess what? Correct your game, too, while you're at it, you idiot. All I saw was you running around like a dick the entire time. Like, I'm not usually the guy that's like, throw in Baker Mayfield. He's going to be so good. But shit, dude. Like, make a freaking throw. Make a freaking throw. My God, I was getting so aggravated with him where I'd see him roll out every five seconds and throw it low or throw it high or throw Like, just stay in the freaking pocket. Like, if you got to run, you got to run. But my God, he was so annoying. I was getting so aggravated with their offense. And the defense. God, if you're Miles Garrett, you just, you must have wanted to kick him in the dick. Like, you know, the defense forces six turnovers, man. Six. They had the game won. And they just, oh, God, it's, oh, they, they tie the Steelers. Unbelievable. Browns, idiots. Then you got the Steelers. I'm going to tell you, this was a lot more telling about them than it was about the Browns. The Steelers passing game showed a dumb amount of cracks in Cleveland. Pittsburgh's got to patch this shit up. I mean, they looked like dog shit. And they've got the Chiefs next. So if they don't fix this, they're in trouble. They should have won convincingly over the Browns. They really should have. If we're going to keep it, James Conner got 192 total yards of offense. You know, Bell obviously didn't play. Roethlisberger looked like shit. He looked like shit. And it's not just because he was getting pressured because there were times where he stood in the pocket and he had time and he still made a bad throw. So I don't know what that means for them moving forward. But I will say one thing. I know a lot of people are shitting on Le'Veon Bell. If Le'Veon Bell played in that game, they win that game. I know that James Conner got 192 yards of total offense and all that. And that sounds great. It seems good and all. But at the end of the day, Le'Veon Bell makes winning plays. That's what he does. He makes winning plays. So they need to get Bell back. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to figure it out. So, yeah. Steelers, tie, suck, whatever. On to the AFC South. So, the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson couldn't have been more frustrating, which I wanted the Patriots to win, so that that's fine with me that he sucked, but my God, he was the absolute worst. Like... He, they get off to a slow start. I, I don't even know what to say about these guys. Like, Watson finishes the game 17 for 34 with 176 yards, one touchdown. As I said before, uh, Watson was really just 
throwing his hands up like, what the hell are you doing? Houston, the way that they play, man, they want you to drop back and make a decision. And he would not make one. He just kept holding the ball and running around. Dude, if you're Aaron Rodgers, that might work. But you're not. And I, I honestly, last year I was getting ready to say that you were as good, but this was bad. I mean, these guys think that they could not play anything in the preseason and then come into the NFL game and be sick, and it's not going to happen. They, they need to figure it out. So the Texans, J.J. Watt didn't play great in the first half. I'm telling you, it's, it's a big part of that is these guys just weren't ready to play, you know? They, they were given so many chances by the Patriots to come back and figure it out, and they didn't. 0-1 for them. They're going against the Titans next. I think they're going to be fine, but, man, that was a bad first game. The Indianapolis Colts, I already told you what happened with the Bengals. But for the Colts, all in all, man, Andrew Luck proved that he could play a full game. He also took some serious hits. I mean... Luck through for 319 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. I love my Bengals, but I'm going to keep it real with everybody. He was moving down the field, and I think he was on his way to winning this game. I really do. He he was moving. They had about 32 seconds left in the game when Jack Doyle gets hit, and he fumbles, and we take it back for an 83-yard touchdown. I mean, if he just catches it and falls... Luck has a decent chance. I don't know what would have happened. Nobody really knows what would have happened. But Andrew Luck was on. He was making it happen. So if you're a Colts fan, you're 0-1, but in a way, you, you kind of won, man. I mean, you got your franchise quarterback back. You saw that he could take the hits and keep moving forward. So good for the Colts. 0-1, but solid effort by Luck. Solid effort by the Colts. Maybe they're not going to be as bad as I thought. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Why does Leonard Fournette always get hurt? And he doesn't get hurt so bad that he's going to be gone forever. He gets hurt in the aspect that I didn't draft him in fantasy football because this is what he does. I said to myself, I'm not going to put myself through this with every week. I'm going to start him. I'm not going to start him. I, I can't deal with it. He's, he's got a right ankle injury. And now Doug Marone is being like, oh, I'm optimistic about his prognosis. Okay, I don't want to deal with you, Fournette. Either be healthy or don't, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, TJ Yeldon looked good. Corey Grant was okay in his absence. They're not the same team without Fournette, though. There's no doubt about that. The defense looked all right. They weren't amazing, but they were good enough to win. The offense definitely needs to play better. Especially next week if they're going to win and beat the Patriots. Of course, it's funny. I said about the Patriots, they need to play so much better on offense. And now I'm saying the Jags need to play so much better on offense. But it is the truth, man. I mean, both these, the Jags really need to step it up on offense if if they want to have a chance of beating the Pats. So 1-0 for them, but I'm not super impressed by the Jags. I thought they were going to be better. The Tennessee Titans. Could anything have gone worse for them, man? Like... Mariota was taken out of the game. He took a huge hit. It caused Mariota to lose feeling in his hand. I mean, he said he was fine after the game, but, I mean, he was having accuracy issues on throws before his hand was injured. Missing Corey Davis. Missing sneaky Delaney Walker for touchdowns on the same drive in the first quarter. His two interceptions came after he was hit by Hayes. Throwing to wide receiver Tahe Sharp. 
He missed Dion Lewis on a screen that was so easy. Mariota played like garbage. And uh, losing Delaney Walker uh, for the year with a dislocated ankle is the worst for them. That He's probably their... He's huge to them, man. He's probably their most reliable guy. So there's really not much to be excited about if you're a Titans fan. 0-1, you're where I thought you'd be, man. So it's rough for Tennessee, but... Let's go on to a team that I did not think was going to be where they're at right now. The Denver Broncos. I'm pretty sure I picked them. I I got I have to I have to actually look now. I have to actually look where I put these guys. I think I put them at a, at a what? 5 and a I think 4 and 12. It I think I put them at 4 and 12, man. Like they blew my mind. Of all the things the Broncos wanted to leave behind after last year's 5-11 finish, the biggest was the inability to respond to adversity because when they got down last year, they always stayed down. Always. Sunday, they trailed the Seahawks by four points early in the fourth quarter, and Case Keenum, who I said was going to suck, led a seven-play drive, 75 yards, touchdown. Like, he was 4-4 on the passing march. They closed the deal from there. Denver, I did not think you had it in you to win this game against the Seahawks. I really didn't. I mean, Elway just straight up jumped on his faithful steed. He flipped me the bird and told me to fuck off, and now I have to. Unbelievable. So the Broncos win at home. Good for them. They're 1-0. Maybe they're going to be better than I thought, but only time will tell. Kansas City Chiefs, another team that I said was going to take a step back. Hmm. Not so much. The Chiefs might be able to consistently score enough points to cover for their shaky defense. Their defense was as crappy as I thought they'd be. But if they can put up 38 points on the road against a good defense, like, dude, how did this happen? Patrick Mahomes in his second career start, dude, throwing four touchdowns, throwing for all those yards, like, God, Tyreek Hill, the damn cheetah, like, their offense looks explosive. They look unbelievable. So, I, sky's the limit, I guess, now I'm saying a week later for the Chiefs. I don't know. I, I'm going to stay with what I said about the Chiefs. I'm, I'm going to think they come back down to earth. But against a really good team in the Chargers, that was very impressive by the Chiefs. 1-0 for them. And I'm definitely uh, I'm going to say that was a solid win, and they officially have my attention. I'll give you that. Move on to the Chargers. Why wouldn't I? You know? I mean, a point of emphasis for this team, right, was special teams. And it's still a freaking issue. Are you kidding me? Like, this was when you guys were supposed to turn the corner. I said you would turn the corner. Special teams mistakes led to 14 points. 14 points for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill scores on a 91-yard punt return, which, I mean, what are you going to do? He's so good. But, like... The Chargers are in contention late, even after all the mistakes. And undrafted rookie J.J. Jones fumbles the damn punt. They get the ball to the two-yard line. What the hell you think is going to happen from there? Not to mention Caleb Sturges, the new kicker for the freaking Chargers, missed a 48-yard field goal wide left. I, I really don't... I really thought I was going to believe in these guys this year. And even though they played so bad... They still were close to winning this game. My God, if they cleaned up anything, they would have won this game. So 
As good as the Chiefs played, they still could have lost against the Chargers. I feel like the Chiefs did everything right, the Chargers did everything wrong, and the Chargers were still in the game. So if the, if the Chargers can clean up their act, I, think they ta- I still say they take that division. I really do. But, like, once again, time will tell. Bad start, though. 0-1, and you deserve to be 0-1, you, you idiots. Now, the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, dating back to last season, the Cowboys have not scored more than 20 points in their last four contests. Dak Prescott, he's not thrown for 200 yards in seven of his last nine games. What the hell? I When I read some of those stats, it blew my mind. Like, they just... As I said before, they don't have enough weapons. They don't they don't have the, the, the guys like I felt bad for Dak Prescott watching this game, man. Like he's trying to run around, he's trying to his offensive line, which used to be their biggest thing, like offensive line was huge for them, and now they're all getting older and it's just not the same anymore. And by the way, Ezekiel Elliott gets fifteen carries. Ezekiel Elliott gets 15 carries? Are you dumb? I mean, I'm not a head coach, but that's your guy. I don't care if they stack the box. That is the number. That's your bell cow right there. You give him the freaking ball. If you want to have a chance, Dallas, to win games, you need to start doing the, the, the option with Dak. You need to get some trickery into your game because you're not – you're too one-dimensional. I mean, the only points they scored were off a read option where where Dak's running it in. or th- That's the only hope you guys got. So if you're listening, Jerry World, okay, read option, okay, give the ball to Zeke. Read option, give the ball to Zeke. That's it. So you're welcome for all that knowledge. Uh, own one for the Cowboys. They kind of stink. We'll see what happens, though. I think they can bounce back. We'll see. The New York Giants. Let's talk about the New York Giants. I, side note, drafted Shaquan Barkley in the first round of one of my drafts by accident, and I was really upset about it, especially because I wanted to draft Julio Jones, and he went off. But then I watched a 68-yard run by that boy, by Shaquan. Man, in the fourth quarter. What a touchdown run that was. Not a lot of guys can make that play, and he did. And I am very happy that I've got Thunder Thighs on my team because that dude's got legs for days. He's making people learn. I'm into it fantasy-wise, but in real life, it wasn't enough. I mean, Odell Beckham, 11 catches, 111 yards. There's reasons to be optimistic about the team. I mean, they had chances against the Jaguars. They were kind of right there a lot. They, they could have got three more touchdowns. Like, they showed flashes. So, the only thing about the team that I would look at and go, Wah, Eli, your face is awful. Stop it. I mean, your face was always awful, but now your face is awful. And, you, may, you like, he throws it, like, into the stands. And then the, the camera goes on, and it's just that stupid face. And you're like, what am I watching? Like, what am I looking at? What is this? I mean, it blows my mind this guy won two Super Bowls, but he's awful. I mean, I, I kind of hope that he can just kind of figure something out. But um, listen, I'm going to watch the Giants because, like I said, ODB can 
Odell Beckham Jr. can get it going. Shaquan Barkley can also get it going. So the Giants, fun to watch, 0-1, but we'll see what happens with them. The Philadelphia Eagles. I don't. There's not much I want to say about this. I mean, what a crap game. The Falcons and the Eagles, like, their offense sucked. Their defense obviously was great. And if not for them and a little Philly Philly magic, they'd be screwed. And now, apparently, they have to worry about playing the Bucks with Brian Fitzpatrick. Apparently, you have to worry about that now because we're in the upside down. Um, I don't know, man. Foles look like crap. They need Carson Wentz to come back or they're screwed. So that's... They won 18 to 12. Not an impressive win. I'm not impressed by Philly at all. So you're one to know. Enjoy it. I, I picked you to go 11 to 5 for the season. I, I stick with that. I think you're going to get that, but you're not going to do crap in the playoffs. Suck at Eagles. Um, the Washington Redskins? I go from saying suck it to the Eagles to saying that the Redskins' offense could be fun to watch? I mean, I like what they're doing. I watched a lot of this game. I like the heavy dose of the run pass option, which I've been telling stupid Dak and the Cowboys to do. They don't listen, but the Redskins do listen. Okay? It's because Jay Gruden's there, and he used to be the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Okay? So I was chumming it up with him. It's hard to say if they're going to be great, like, every game. But, I mean, listen. I mean, one reason that they rushed for 182 yards Sunday and – it, it, it helped outside lanes for Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson looked fantastic. I always liked Alex Smith. You know, he, he's, he's run before, both in college with Kansas City. He makes good decisions. I like Alex Smith. He's safe. A lot of people act like he's not that great, but, I mean, he makes plays. So I like the Redskins. If they can stay consistent and keep going with this, It'd be nice. There's no way to know if that's going to happen, but 1-0 for the Redskins. They deserved it. Keep it going, Redskins. Um, The Chicago Bears. Oh, God. Did the Bears let the Packers off the hook here, man? Chicago thoroughly outplayed Green Bay for nearly three quarters, man, which in itself is a major development since... Uh, development wow since chicago has been dead last in the nfc north for the past four seasons they've always been bad but i mean like we said dude they got khalil mack the defense looked fantastic i don't know aaron Rodgers comes back out of nowhere destroys the bears like there's a lot of season left here okay so if you're a bears fan try to have some optimism about it i i think that You've got a ways to go on both sides of the ball, but Chicago's not a playoff team yet, like I said, but I think they might be a little better than I thought they were. The talent has improved significantly across the board from what I've seen. I'm thinking you're better at everything, so don't be too let down. Um, Oh, what did I write about the Packers now? Oh, I just wrote Aaron Rodgers. That makes sense. I'm going to go with that. So uh, Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. The, what the hell else do I say? Um, I will say one thing, though. Everybody's on Aaron Rodgers' dick, and I get it. I understand. He's flashy. He's very flashy. He he loves the big moments, and, and everybody loves him. Dude, 
there's a reason you're never going to be Tom Brady. And people can say that you're better, but you're not. That reason is because you take stupid chances. Brady hikes the ball, and when he doesn't see something deep, he throws it to the running back and gets a big play. He does it all the time. He's smarter than you. You are not on his level, Rodgers. That's just, I, I guess I'm in the hot take machine right now, and this is a total side note, but Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers, and he always will be because he always makes the smart play. He literally sees a play develop, right? And before, well, no, I'll even go before that. He looks at the defense and he calls audibles at the line. Aaron Rodgers never calls freaking audibles at the line unless they're in the red zone, they're five yards out. This dude is like, I'm good enough to just make the play. So he hikes it, he goes back, he runs around a bunch, and then he hums it. Yeah, that works once in a while on the freaking Bears. But guess what happens every year to you, Aaron Rodgers? You play that stupid game where you run around and you throw the stupid ball, and then you get into the playoffs. And what happens, dude? You get shut out by somebody. Because when you take that many chances, it's too much risk and you're not going to get the reward. You got one Super Bowl and that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. In the last... Listen, man, my last podcast, I, I said that the Packers were going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I was wrong. I'm going to say I'm wrong right now. Because Aaron Rodgers keeps playing the way that he's playing. He's either A, going to get hurt, or B, he's just going to keep being mediocre. I know people don't want to hear that. I know people are going to shit on me for that. And I know that's a bit strong. He's not mediocre. He is second best, but he will always be second best. Always. Make the smart play, Rodgers. Stop it. Like, would a dump off kill you once in a while? Always going for the goddamn Hail Mary and the highlight reel. You don't understand, man. You're never going to have five Super Bowls because you're not going to make the smart play. All right, tangent over. Minnesota Vikings. Um, so, I mean, everything went right kind of for them in this game. Dalvin Cook looked good. Kirk Cousins, who I'd said before, really crushed it for the Redskins last year. Did good. You know, he connected for uh, two touchdown passes. He... I don't know. I mean, when you've got a a guy like Kirk Cousins and you give him the number one defense, you're straight. I mean, the defense came through with four turnovers. They won 24 to 16. I'm not surprised. This is kind of exactly what I thought. Honestly, the 49ers did better than I thought. Thought the Vikings would kind of just smash them. But um, now the Vikings are going up against the Packers next week. And... uh, Rogers, this is going to be your first dose of humble pie, buddy. Going to find out. They're not the Bears. So I'm predicting that one right there. By the way, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. I just, on a little bit of a tangent, because I see all of his talent, and I just think he's a little too cocky for his own good. I think he could have won more championships if he wasn't so stupid. So on, oh, God, the Falcons. Um, What do I say about the Falcons? They should have beat the Eagles. Matt Ryan was throwing ducks all over the damn field. My God, they should have just put me at quarterback. I at least would have had a little fire. I at least would have started yelling at everything. He just threw, looked stupid, did his best Eli Manning impression. Oh, God. They got into the red zone what seemed to be 100 times, and they... It's like they move right down the field like it's easy. Snap of the fingers. Like, oh, we're right down the field. We're knocking on the door, and then they don't let you in. It's unbelievable. Julio Jones' last 20 attempts in the red zone, one for 20 in converting that. One for 20. 
My good God. The worst. I mean, they finished 23rd in the red zone last year. They might finish 32nd this year if they keep doing this. So, um, God, they've got to get better in the red zone or they're toast. The division's too good for them to be playing these games. So, Falcons, bad loss to start it, but come back next week. I think the Falcons are going to be fine overall. They have so much talent, but get better in the red zone. The Carolina Panthers, they did not super impress me, but um, and they lost Greg Olson for the, I don't know if it's for the year, but he is definitely hurt. Um, okay, so real quick, Cam Newton will remain a running threat, and he's going to cram. His way in the end zone whenever he goddamn well pleases. I'm going to say that to everybody, okay? The defense is for real. Newton rushed 13 times for 58 yards and a touchdown. Luke Keekley doing his thing. He went down a little bit, but he got back up. Smut, like, the defense is great. And now that I'm realizing that the Panthers are facing Atlanta next week, Atlanta could be in trouble. Wow. That's going to be a really good game. I'm kind of excited to see that. I'm going to pick Atlanta to win, but I don't know about that, actually. Kind of think the Panthers could beat them, so. Um, good win for the Panthers to start the year. Not great, though. Not great. I Cam Newton could have really blown the doors off of them, and they missed a field goal, which gave Dallas the opportunity to get a two-point conversion and only be down one score. They won 16-8. It was not a pretty victory, but a victory nonetheless. Um... The New Orleans Saints, what the hell happened here? They lost 48-40 to 40 at home. Well, they weren't home. But um, what the hell happened? Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for 417 yards and four touchdowns? I mean, the good news is that the Saints apparently have been through this before. Their defense struggled heavily in the first two weeks last season, and they rallied. Like, they got... An eight-game winning streak, but that was a disturbing performance. And I thought, I thought their defense turned a corner. I thought they were better, and uh, they're not. I also had the Bucks getting four wins. So I don't know, world. You tell me what the hell is happening there. I, I, I can't even. I might as well just go right into the Bucks, right? I mean, everyone. Like, let's just look at this from this perspective, right? Everybody thought for the Bucks to have a chance at winning or any chance to win. They they needed the defense to play insane. Right? Pierre Paul's got to get in there like Vita Vey got to get in there. They let up 40 freaking points. And Fitzpatrick threw for four touchdowns. He ran in for a fifth touchdown. What the hell? Like what the hell happened? The Bucks the, <laughs> it's just like what happened. I need to see what they do against Philadelphia. I don't. Th- I think they're coming back down to earth. But wow. I mean, the Buccaneers let up 475 yards on offense, and oh my god, that's nuts. I don't know. One to know for the Buccaneers blows my mind. Big props to them. So. uh I'm going to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, what a 
What a suck show that was. Cardinals, the Cardinals are pretty easy to beat because they want to run it with David Johnson. And if you can get a lead on them, that's it. They just stop running the ball and then they try to throw it with Sam Darnold. And wow, Sam Darnold. No, what's his? Sam Bradford. Idiot. So Bradford's the worst. So he's obviously going to throw picks. And Fitzy deserves better. I watched this game. I'm just like, like the blueprint is literally drawn to beat the Cardinals. It's so simple. It's like stop the run and and make Bradford beat you, and he can't. So unless Josh Rosen can figure it out, they're fucked. So Cardinals, fucked. San Francisco 49ers. So the 49ers made mistake after mistake. Sunday's loss to the Vikings. I gave the Vikings their due praise, but now I've got to tell you, like, listen, the 49ers had multiple end-of-game possessions with a chance to tie it. Four turnovers, a handful of drops, three missed chances to score a touchdown, and four red zone trips. That's the root of the loss, man. I mean, many of those mistakes, such as a huge pick six from quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, Stemming from a miscommunication. I mean, the Niners. I mean, they're going to be fine because a lot. Listen, a lot of people want to shit on Jimmy G and all that. They didn't play well enough to win this game, but they were in it the whole time. It's kind of like the Chiefs and the Chargers that I was talking about before. The Chargers did everything wrong and they were still right there. The 49ers did everything wrong and they were still right there against an elite. Maybe the best defense in the league with the Vikings. So, if not the best, one of them. So, 49ers, I think, are going to be fine. I think they're going to do exactly what I said. I think they're going to go 10-6. and six. Time will tell. But they do get to play Detroit at home week two. So, I'm, I'm thinking that's a win after watching that travesty. Um, so, the Seattle Seahawks. Let me just say real quick. Earl Thomas's importance to the Seahawks defense, especially in its current state, was very clear in Seattle's 27-24 loss to Denver. Yeah, they lost. But the All-Pro safety, who returned Wednesday from his holdout, had an interception that set up the Seahawks' first touchdown, another pass breakup, and five tackles. Like, the dude is their defense. And Seattle's defense is inexperienced. They got major question marks in the pass rush all those issues were evident in that game, man. I mean, just imagine where that group would be without freaking Earl Thomas. They'd be completely screwed. Um, so anyway, either way, I think the Seahawks are boned, in my opinion. They're own one I think that's a sign of things to come. Russell Wilson's just going to keep running around throwing it to nobody. So, I don't know. The Seahawks are kind of screwed. Um, the Detroit Lions, wh- wh- what do you really want me to say about them? Stafford threw like 100 picks. Matt Patricia's defense, God, it doesn't look like he helped them. It looks like Matt Patricia ate an entire Ford truck. He's so fat now. I don't know what the hell happened with, with the Lions. I thought their offense would at least be sick and their defense would be meh. I thought their defense would be helped by Matt Patricia. I thought they'd be 8-8, eight and eight, like I said on the thing, but maybe not 8-8 eight and eight if they play like that. And the people, the, the guys they played, the New York Jets, huh? The New York Jets, Sam Darnold comes out, throws a pick six. And I'm like, oh, here we go. The poor kid. Like, everyone's going to talk about how he sucks. 
And then guess what? He comes back, poised, takes control of the game. Obviously, the Jets' defense is, is what... That's the real thing here. They got pressure on Stafford. They destroyed his life. They got so many picks. They constant pressure the whole game. So, obviously, the Jets' defense was the number one thing here. But Sam Darnold was poised the entire time. I mean, and I don't think he's another Mark Sanchez. I think he has the throwing ability and and the poise to be somebody like something special for these guys. I don't want to overhype them, but I'm telling you right now, they they really looked phenomenal. So, I mean, Jets on the road, big win for them. Um what I'm missing something here, aren't I? Oh, the Rams faced the Raiders you know, it actually didn't go exactly. I'm going to combine these two in this. So, because so with the Rams, they kind of did exactly what I thought they were going to do, except they did it very late. I mean, it took Tlaib and Peters and Donald and Sue, and it took them all a, about a half to kind of figure it out. I think that Derek Carr is the most overrated quarterback ever. This dude... I don't want to say he sucks, but like so many people want to say that Andy Dalton sucks. Yo, if you think Andy Dalton sucks, go watch David Carr and I'll show you someone that sucks. Because Marshawn Lynch literally carries the entire Rams defense on his back in for a touchdown. Seven to nothing. Raiders are back. Everybody's flipping out. They have a chance. They're up 10 to 7, right? They have a chance. He throws it into the end zone, David Carr, or Derek Carr, at the end of, right before the half, right? He throws a duck, and it gets picked off. If he throws it two more yards further, like Cook has a touchdown, and all of a sudden, you know, they're going into the half with a big lead. And that would have made all the difference in the world, dude, because then you could run it with beast mode and, and control the clock and... And then, you know, they still, to their credit, like, they were in it until the fourth quarter. And then Carr starts throwing pick after pick six after pick. He blew that game. Carr, you should be ashamed of yourself, man. You played, like, complete shit. Uh, John Gruden, side note, the first thing he says after they lose the game is they needed more of a pass rush yeah bro you let khalil mack go i'm not sure if you're aware of that but you let khalil mack go so don't be talking about you need more pass rush dummy you got rid of your pass rush okay so shut up about that i love gruden i think he's hilarious and all that and i think he's a decent quarterback i think he'll be better but uh oh man the raiders they're gonna suck i i said they were gonna suck and i think they will but they actually played better than i thought they were going to and i think they could be a decent team if their quarterback didn't crap himself the rams are gonna be filthy the rams are gonna be once the the further this season goes into like the further along the season goes the rams are gonna get better and better if they stay healthy they're gonna be just where i said they'd be they're gonna be 13 and 3 they're gonna be an absolute beast Todd Gurley just doing whatever he wants. Took them a long time to start giving him the ball, though. So start feeding him early. I think you're kind of unstoppable. Um. Okay, that was my week one recap. Um, we've got a Thursday game coming up. 
Bengals versus Ravens. It's an interesting game. I obviously am going to go Bengals because that's my heart. I'm also saying that because I don't think Flacco is shit. I am not nervous about Flacco at all because, like, Andrew Luck was killing the Bengals with the quick passing game. I don't think Flacco can do that. I really don't. He he wants to make those long throws, and Geno Atkins and Dunlap and Lawson, they're going to get to him so many times. The only chance Baltimore has is if Flacco gets injured and Lamar Jackson comes in and runs around and, and makes it happen. I don't see Flacco beating the Bengals. I really don't. We've owned them lately. I think the Bengals win this in convincing fashion, honestly. I think they shock a lot of people. I think they move up into the top 15 in the power rankings. I think everyone's going to take notice after that win. So that's my prediction, man. I'm going to be, as I said, I'm going to keep doing this for every week. And uh, thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk Podcast. Catch you later.